Welcome to the Hennessy Podcast. My name is Alex, your host. I'm here with Nathan Malinick, the other host. Hello. We're excited to be talking with you today. We have the question of the century, the whole question of the entire car world. The only question that matters. Really, though, honestly, yeah. this is the question that you ask any car guy, and here it is. If they cannot answer. Oh, yeah. If there's, are they even qualified to say they're into cars? I mean, definitely. Yeah. De- that's a definite. This is a definite qualification a of being a real car yeah, guy. And, it's a deal breaker. And if you answer with a weird answer, I immediately question your <laughs> love for cars. Your passion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, your, do you even have pa- passion? Yeah. Okay. So I here, don't know. Here's the question it's twofold. Okay. Okay. Here we go. What is your? It might fa- be threefold. Okay. All right. Might it might be. Okay. What is your favorite car? Money, no object. Like, what is the one car that you would have in your garage mm-hmm. that is not for utility? It's not for function or commuting. It's purely for pleasure. Mm-hmm. Whatever that may be, could be track driving, could be off road, could be whatever you want. But if money was zero object, meaning you could spend billions. You know, just whatever. Yeah. To either buy off the shelf, create, build, you know. Oh, create anything. Interesting. What is your dream car you would own? Money, no object. Okay. Part two is what is your realistic dream car? Yeah. That typically bring it back down to earth for the majority of people. Uh, one hundred fifty thousand dollars is obtainable. Right? So it's realistic. It's expensive. I'm not saying that it's not, but a lot of people I think I think that's fair. Yeah. Work hard, so save up. Yeah. Maybe that's the only car you ever have. Sure. But fine. But okay. So what's your dream car sub one fifty K? Doesn't have to be new, used, yeah, whatever, whatever. you want. Uh huh. Yeah, that's fine. Um the only addition that I would ha- add to that is sometimes we play this where it's like, okay, you know, dream three or five car garage. And yeah, it's, that, it's that's similar. A it's it, that's also fun. Um, but anyway, okay. Um, I'll 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 go first for part for one of the parts, and then yeah. we'll, we'll alternate. Okay. Um, what do you what do we want to do first? The dream car or the Nathan Malinick? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Will you marry? Yes, sir. What? <laughs> Absolutely. What is you had me at hello? Your favorite car uh-huh. that you would own in your garage? Yeah. Money, no object. Wow. Let me think about this. Oh, wait, I don't have to. Because I know. Because I've been thinking about this for a long time. And the answer is actually a trick answer. Because wow. I have two. <laughs> I can't I can't pick one. Wow, wow, wow. So wow. I'm already going to cop out. Okay. The first is a 1959 Ferrari 250 GTO. So I have an old and I have a new. Okay. Okay. This is probably next to the Bugatti uh, uh, type. Th- hmm. I'm going to get in trouble here. Yeah. Atlantique, the one of five, the, the most expensive car in the world. Yeah. They made 39. I, I believe there's only, um, oh, I'm going to get this wrong. There's either 17 or 24 left. Wow. Um, considered by many to be the most beautiful car ever made. Uh, this is a car that was intended. This 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 was made back in the day when you went racing in what you drove on the road, and um, you really could put 
a license plate on these cars and drive them on the road, which it's a crazy concept. It is. And I, and I really feel like, I mean, this is a total side note, but this is a great thing about these questions. We have to get back to that in racing because what kind of relevance, it's almost like so far away to, to, you know, race cars to road cars. I would love for there to be cars again, that you could drive to the track at Le Mans race, win and drive home. Wouldn't that's, that be cool? Yeah, that's a, so. This that's is one crazy. of those cars, and guys like Phil Hill or uh, Sir Sterling Moss drove the 250 GTOs, and it, just in general, if you don't know, the t- 250 denotes the um, the engines uh, that went into these chassis for this particular run of cars. In my view, the 250 series of Ferraris is the most epic um, kind of collection of cars ever ever made just the engine the chassis the victories in racing the beauty of the bodies that you know are dressed on these chassis it's unparalleled um so but but the 250 gto my favorite i think that to have this car oh man i get i get chills just thinking about it if this was in my garage it would be so epic and of course it's not a fast car in comparatively right but it's about the experience you could look at this car and just look at it and observe it and enjoy it. I've heard some cool information about like the whole startup sequence. Okay. On some of these cars. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, serious. Right, tell me. Cause I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know the details, but I was told by a good car friend of mine, you know, he sold exotic cars and he uh, had a cool customer that had one of these old expensive Ferraris. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say it was a 250 cause Odds are it wasn't, but I I remember the conversation, him saying that it was, but whatever, it doesn't matter. It was an old expensive Ferrari and it had this insane startup sequence where you got to do this order of operations Uh before it like starts up. And to me, it sounds really cool because you have to, I mean, it's like a, like a, like a fighter jet, right? Mm -hmm. And you got to go through your checklist. You got to do all your prep, Mm pre-flight stuff. Yeah. So kind of race car-ish. I thought that was cool. I don't know how apl- applicable that is to all the old cars. Mm-hmm. I haven't been in many old cars, but uh, if that's true, I thought it was really cool. And Yeah. I the, don't know. It's stuff like that that just makes you really bond with these cars yeah. in a way that you don't normally get today. Yeah. Because uh, my first thought is, oh, well, I mean, it's really slow. Like, yeah. I, it's, it's pretty. I'll never say it's not yeah. pretty. It's gorgeous. Uh-huh. It's beautiful. But... To me, I think about, oh, well, like I would drive it down the street and like literally a Miata might beat me. Um, that always throws me off and, and it makes me question like, well, do I, re- would I really enjoy that? Mm. Well, a small displacement V12 revving out to like around 9,000 RPM is never a bad thing. Can a Miata beat a 250 GTO? That I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Because a Miata kind of is like a 250 GTO in wow. terms of size and proportions. Oh, okay. <laughs> On Actually, a 250 GTO, I think, might be smaller. Uh, I, I, don't th- I don't know. Are you going to look this I'm up? I'm going to look. <laughs> I, I don't. Has anyone ever wondered this before? 250 um, GTO versus... I, I highly doubt it. This is very versus obscure. Miata. <laughs> yeah. That's why I love this podcast. It yeah. inspires... Oh, wow. You can buy a two... Okay, this proves my point right here. Okay. You can buy a 250 GTO replica based on an MX-5 Miata. 
meaning it's the same car well, let proportionally. Me look at this thing. Let me see. Let's see. <laughs> okay, not even close. <laughs> not even close. But proportionally, like the size of it uh, is, I might be close. Guys, just it look just it up. It's on MotorOne.com. Dimensionally. 250 GTO versus MX-5 Miata. But now imagine if that MX-5 had a V12 in it. Oh, yeah. I'm so not saying the, the engine and the noise and yeah. the experience. I'm just saying, like, if you pulled up to a stoplight. This has nothing to do with that. Yeah, yeah. But I, my brain that. always goes there. Right. Because you know me. Yes. All about speed. Well, my next car has this problem solved for you. Okay, perfect. Uh, it's the Bugatti Veyron. And it's not... Uh, maybe it's surprising... It's it's kind of a car that's polarizing in terms of people either really like it or really don't like it. Um, I happen to love this car for many reasons. It goes, I can remember the first, I can remember this so vividly. I was watching Top Gear and they'd had the Bugatti race between, you know, James May and Richard Hammond in the airplane and Jeremy Clarkson driving the Veyron ac across Europe. And that was the first time that I saw the car it being driven, all this stuff. And I just thought that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And it was so game changing. It was like the moment that he said that it it's more surprising that this car doesn't take off and fly, that it actually stays on the ground and that it's gearbox can do these hits, you know, run after run after run and all this stuff. It's faster than F1 car. I was, I was hooked. I was like, okay, this is cool. So it's kind of like the engineering of it actually is what draws me to that. Does um, that does that nostalgia keep you tied to the Veyron in lieu of switching over to the Chiron? Yeah, yeah, for me, yes, because the Chiron is like this the is very simplistic in every way, right? Yes, this is very simplistic, but it's like a Veyron plus because it doesn't. Okay, it's, I see it's what not, you're saying. It's not. It's not like. We we had the Veyron as reference before right. the Veyron. There was no, it was earth shattering. Created the class, yes. And if you haven't, if you don't know the supercar hypercar yeah, classes, go back a few episodes and make sure you listen to that. We lay it all out for you. Yes, it created the hypercar class as yeah. we talked about. Okay, it for sure did. And the Chiron, though I grant you, it. I mean, it's an amazing car. I think it looks incredible. I I actually prefer the Veyron in 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 every way. I mean, yeah. I've never driven them. That's but an interesting perspective, though. I can I can agree with the Chiron being a just a Veyron S, you know, Veyron Plus, mm -hmm. like a a mild evolution. I think design wise, the Chiron is far cooler looking. I think the Veyron's more elegant, but I think the and Chiron that's more is, my is, style. is like. Wow, that thing is looks sick. Yeah, it's aggressive. You know that's more my style, though. Yes, like yeah. I, I, like the Veyron is cool to me because you almost could drive that and people might not notice you. Yeah, it's so subtle, which is cool. But at the same time, is it cool? Because like, can you imagine spending several million or like one million cool, to three million? Cool. No, it's cool. Trust me. <laughs> and then like it's cool and you pull up to the valet and no one cares no like, i don't know they still care i don't you drive know cars they still care. yeah i mean i don't drive cars care. to get attention but i'm not gonna lie to you and say that it's not cool when you pull up in a cool car and someone notices i'm not saying it's not a cool car and that you're not gonna yeah. get attention i'm just saying that it's not the design language is more restrained yeah, than okay. the yeah, Chiron yeah. is. Yeah. Which is kind of more my style anyway. It is. Um very elegant style. So 
Well, that's a pretty legit combo yeah. right there. One two punch. I yeah, mean, we're talking about you got old and new. Two of the most epic cars of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. and the way I would do that just to round it out is I would I would find a deal where someone had both, and I would just do a package deal. Yeah, package so it would just deal. be one buy. So easy. my one buy. Yeah. yeah. And that's easy too. That's easy to find. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're all, all over the place. Yeah. So. So. All right. All right. So. Dream car. Money man. no ob- object. Yeah. It's so hard to pick. And I feel like I do change sometimes. Yeah. On what I really want. Um, But it's. There is a nostalgia for me that goes back. That draws me to the Ferrari F40. Mm. had a f40 model as a kid if memory serves correct my uncle gave it to me and i that's just you know when you're a kid and you're impressionable like that that stuff just burns in your brain yeah and i always loved cars as a kid but i just remember that one and then you know getting older and understanding cars more the ferrari f40 is pretty legendary Mm -hmm. twin turbo v8 that's pretty legit Mm -hmm. manual basically a race car for the road yeah uh it is very fast it's cool it performs well it's not the fastest or anything it was ahead of its time the design still looks awesome Mm -hmm. still looks aggressive and sporty and fast uh it has not aged like it has aged very very well Mm -hmm. so it would be hard to to not pick the f40 it's certainly not the most valuable or the highest dollar value car uh, money, no object. There's certainly way more expensive ones to purchase, but it, I just don't know what else it'd be. Like if it wasn't the F40, I feel like I would have to go with a Venom GT hmm. because the Venom GT is so much like the F40, which is kind of weird to say, but manual, yep, driver focused, raw, ridiculous car mm-hmm. looks amazing. Um, but the Venom GT is like you turn it up several notches from that 40, yeah. like so many notches, right? Yeah. And the Venom GT is not a Ferrari. Ferrari is Ferrari, right? But the Venom GT, you could take the roof off. And Nathan, you've ridden with me in a, mm-hmm. in a Venom GT. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's nothing like it. No. It's a ridiculous <laughs> yeah. thrill roller coaster that you have to respect. And yeah. I like cars that you have to respect. I want to have the option always to be thrilled and scared in a car. And if I choose to not use it, that's okay. But I, I'm i not on road courses all the time, so I don't like cars as much on the street that you have to use every ounce of the car for it to feel fast. Examples, Mazda Miata, Porsche GT3 RS. Those are cars that... They're cool. They're fast. They're they're they handle great. But like a GT3, if you're just on the street, not on a road course, and you punch it, it's not that it's slow. But sometimes you're like, well, where? Oh, where, when is it happening? Yeah. You know, it's just it's NA. It's not mm-hmm. meant to like be a, a street bomber. But it is nice. I I really enjoy just like doing a good old highway pull up to the speed limit. You know, mm-hmm. not above the speed limit, but right right up there, right up to the speed and limit, and then lifting off. Yep, lifting right off. Yes. So, okay, I think F40. Yeah, is that surprising? Uh no, it's not. I mean, we've obviously talked about this a ton. Yeah. And I think that that's a car I mean, here's the deal. You're in a fortunate position to where a Venom GT is 
in your life in I mean you're able to have it around yeah. in some way. Right. It's not impossible. And so I think yeah, I think that Ford is perfect for you just cuz the it's twin turboed which I've heard that that car hits oh. like and it it's it's delayed too yeah. which is cool. And honestly being a Supra guy with single turbos with a single turbo. Yeah. Turbo lag is kind of fun. Like oh, for sure. When, it, when it's spooling and then it all hits you like a freight train. Yeah. And even if it blows the tires off, I'm not trying to like achieve yeah. record times. I, I want to be thrilled. I think the F40 would do that. I think it would Yeah, like you. I want to blow the tires off and yeah. have to drive to keep it under control. That's everything I read about that car. That is pretty much it. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. It's like a big old go-kart. Yeah. Oh cool. my gosh. Wow. 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 Yeah. There you go. Okay. Here's one that I forget really quick. Have to say it though. Okay. Those two are, are top, but the Victor Aston Martin Victor. Oh, I always kind of wow. forget about this one, but <laughs> it would be so hard for me to pick between these three. Huh. The Aston Martin Victor is an NA V12 manual hypercar that doesn't really exist. And it's a one of one. Yeah. So mm, it looks unbelievable. Point. So I, I keep forgetting about that because it's so obscure. There's just one. Yeah. Why yeah. is there only one in this world? It's a Can shame. Can we not get like? It's a shame. I mean, I hundred of those. Made? I sent Aston a huge deposit. Like and? I sent them two million. Just like no questions asked. Don't even return it. I just yeah. I just said here's my two million dollars. Yeah. You know. Don't worry about sending it and back. What did Lawrence say? Oh yeah, I was texting Lawrence, and he was like, "Ah, it's okay. Now we're good." <laughs> but I told him but to we'll keep it. it. <laughs> yeah, I told him to keep it. So because you want to keep the relationship. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want them to have it. Yeah, I want somebody to get a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you can't put a price tag on that. That's true. All right. That's true. Relationship okay. building one hundred and one, right yes. there. Just send money. Give your money away. <laughs> okay, so. Next question. <laughs> okay. Dream car, sub yeah. 150K. Yeah. This is something that you Ooh. have a good shot in your life of being able to purchase. You work hard. Um, yeah. What, what would it be? This, this does change a lot more. And I'm actually really hesitant to say what it actually is because <laughs> I don't want to... This car has, has grown in appreciation. And I don't want it, that to continue to grow to oh, get to the point you don't to want, where I won't be able to get it. So yeah, you don't want to let the secret out. No, I don't. Because I'll tell you this, not that we have as many uh, viewers or followers as Doug DeMiro. But oh, wait, you didn't hear? What? The Hennessy Podcast is the number one podcast on Apple Podcasts. Oh, we're trending number one? Yeah. Nice. Congrats. Well, thanks to you guys. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, and I'm definitely not going to say it. Um. <laughs> Doug DeMuro did a video of the 996 Turbo S and was like, this has got to be the, you know, the greatest deal in the used car market. And it's like, yeah, obviously we all knew that, but thanks now because you ruined it. Now it's not. So yeah, they, they've kinda, gone up. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll, this is how I'm going to do it. Um, give the people what they want. Nathan. I'll give them what they want. Here's what it is. Uh, it's an Aston Martin Vantage. Six-speed manual. That's it. And they range anywhere from, I've seen it, $24,000. Wow. I've seen a V12 Vantage uh, manual seven-speed at over $200,000. Wow. Anywhere in there is really cool. 
and it's one that I want. Um, I think that the, it's it's a shape that um, I'll go ahead and say it. I think it's as beautiful as a DB5. The trouble is they made w- way more of them than a DB5, way more. And so it's never going to be DB5 value ever. Okay. Um, you know, the James Bond, right. obviously, Goldfinger car. Um, but it's an Aston Martin. So, and I love James Bond and I love Aston Martin and the way that that V8 sounds, the four, three or the four, seven, um, there is one that you definitely want over the other. I'll leave that up for people to decide. Um, but it's got a manual. It's a British, is it a British Mustang? Kind of. I think it's a British Corvette. Yeah, a little yes. A little it's a sports. More, it's for sure a sports car. Yeah, yeah, it's a solid. It's it's just a fun sports car. It's not the fastest car in the world, yeah. but I don't really care about that. And it looks really good. It's understated. You know what we talked about earlier. Yeah. So, but it's so beautiful to me that you can't help but admire it. And um, it only is going to get better looking. So, that would be it for me. Um, I think that you could find one well within the you know one fifty sub range yeah, so yeah. that's it okay how so about you sir i feel blessed to i think i already have owned it like are you talking like, about previously or currently both oh, okay I had, yeah i had a white mark four supra mm-hmm. had it it was awesome sold it had an offer i couldn't refuse in this market and i i actually ended up buying another one as you know yeah it's uh Super clean, it's 20,000 miles, one mm-hmm. owner, Baltic blue, and uh, it's getting heavily modified. It was never modified previously. Should we talk about how many miles it has on it? 20,000. That's is, crazy. Is this the most, is this the best example of, uh, you know, that you could potentially find? As Is this the best last one? Yeah, so just to be clear, this is not a Supra Turbo. So it's a Mark IV 1993. Auto. It's an NA Auto. Yeah. So in terms of collector status, this is actually not the most desirable because the most desirable is a six-speed twin turbo. Okay? Those cars... So don't get mad at him for chopping up a turbo. But I would. If money was no object, I would because (laughs) I don't care about the collectability. I want what I want. Yeah. Anyways, so... If this car was a twin turbo six speed, it would be well, it would be 200K plus, I believe, a uh, minimum of 175. But there have been less desirable specs of twin turbo six speeds that have gone for 200. This is a rare color, It is, but it's an absolute cherry. Yeah. So it being a non-collector car, but in the perfect condition, it's actually the perfect ideal choice for someone like me to modify mm-hmm. because I'm starting with a clean, really, really clean chassis. I know the history because it's one owner. Mm-hmm. It has low miles on the odometer. And it's a rare color with all the VINs matching and good paint and a good history. So I I kind of feel like I'm in it. And I feel blessed. I feel like Dwight from The Office. Perfecting schlock. In perfecting schlock. That's it. I mean. What more could you ask for? Yeah. And I we don't have kids yet. So uh-huh. I'm taking advantage of that time. I yeah. love kids. I will have kids. But for now, I'm okay with having a cool car. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I mean, and you know, we should talk about that. And I think you bring up a good point. And I can't wait to see the final build. I mean, it's going to be so amazing. Check so, out my um, Instagram if you want to see. Yeah, you should. On that. You, yeah. I mean, I, I really think this will be one of, if not 
the best examples of a super out there. Yeah. Is that of, fair? of a modified super? Yeah. I firmly believe that this will be one of the best builds that exists. Yeah. I, I think I think Did you, you say who who was building it? Is that relevant? Yeah, or? 2JZ Motorsports out yeah. of Salt Lake City, Utah. He's a really cool guy. He's the mm-hmm. one that built my white car. Mm-hmm. And uh, all he does is build Mark 4 Supras. So before anyone asks, well, why isn't Hennessy building it? Well, we don't focus on Mark IV Supras. No. This guy, the this. only thing he does in his business yeah. is just Mark IV Supras, not yeah. Mark III, nothing. So he is a true expert. He's a great guy on top of that. I really like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a, a good relationship. And uh, I believe, no doubt, that this will be in the top 10 of the cleanest modified Supras, best builds. But I think no question... You know, I, it's probably in the top five, but just to be conservative. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so, I mean, that's so great. And, and I'm not talking about race cars. I just have yeah, to clarify yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. This is a street car. Yes. Yes. That is good to clarify because people say, oh, well, it's not the fastest yeah. or whatever. But, anyway, but it's going to have 1,100 horsepower <laughs> to the wheels yeah. is, was the goal. So, yeah. To the wheel. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. So, the last thing I'll say on that is I actually own my dream car as well. Um, it's a, uh, land cruiser for all you cruiser heads out there an FJ 100, 2006. It's beautiful. Doesn't have the, uh, HLS, um, which means it has just fully mechanical, mechanical suspension, no air ride or anything like that. Um, factory delete wing on the back, factory delete side steps. Um, it's a black garnet pearl wow. with a tan interior. Um, Wait, I that color is called black, black garnet pearl. Yeah, but it's like maroon. It shifts. So in like sometimes it looks brown, sometimes it looks purple, sometimes it looks black. Like if it's really wow. dark, I had no idea. I just mm. thought I, it's a beautiful color, but I had no idea it's called black. Yeah, it's a rare, rare color. Wow. Um, and so the point I want to say with that is, uh, you don't have to. I mean, we're talking about we listed dream aspirational cars but that's a car anyone could get really and it's still a dream to me so whatever whatever that is for you it could be a miata honestly so i um, love miatas yeah so anyway i just wanted to leave with that that um yeah we are very fortunate to have in some in some ways already our dream cars so anything else will be icing on the cake yeah absolutely well Shoot us a message, podcast at HennessyPerformance.com. We want to know what your dream car is. Uh, we want to know what your dream car, no money, uh, money, no object is. We'd love to hear about it. Love to hear your thoughts. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time on the Hennessy Podcast. Hennessy Podcast.